0: Your Story with Melinda Estabrooks, an exclusive presentation of Faith Strong Today. Listen for new episodes every Monday and subscribe to the podcast at faithstrongtoday.com.
1: Our stories have the power to connect us, to inspire us, and give us courage. On Your Story with Melinda, your story matters.
0: Well, welcome back to another show on Your Story with Melinda. I've got a fantastic, wonderful guest with me, Allie Matthews, a multi-award winning recording artist. She's been performing for 35 years, which means she started when she was two. Exactly. She's released eight albums. Another one's on the way. And listen to this, folks. She holds the Gospel Music Association, GMA, Canada record as the most awarded artist in history with 20 GMA Covenant awards that you've won. You've won these. Mm -hmm. 44 times nominated, and she's won Female Vocal of the Year Mm in 2011, 2012, and 2013. That's like a triple threat, Allie. (laughs) Triple threat. Um, Allymatthews.com, all the information about her and her album. She plays festivals. Incredible woman. But here's the thing. Listen to what people say about Allie. Pull it up here. Pretty amazing. So Larry Norman has said, and... Here we go. So Larry Norman, the godfather of Christian rock, said, I'm so happy that God has put Ali's voice into the world, this world. And Billboard magazine, Larry LeBlanc has said about Ali, Ali's, Ali Matthews' music touches the soul, providing both comfort and guidance. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Billboard magazine, eh, Ali? <laughs> That's
1: pretty impressive. You know, all these claim and (laughs) things. It's all smoke and mirrors, right? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Really. No, I mean, but Billboard Magazine would just say that. I mean, you've got tons of Taylor Guitars, the Toronto Star, CBC Radio, Lorena McKennett. Like, Mm -hmm. all of them are saying great things. And that just speaks to who you are. I think that's amazing. Plus... Come on, twenty GMA Covenant Awards. <laughs> Amazing! I'm glad you're here. Let's get started. I've got some questions, fun questions yeah, for yeah. you. And as we share the questions, our viewers and listeners are going to get to know you a little bit more. Okay. So here we go. Would you rather? Mm. Okay. Top questions. Play Radio City Music Hall in New York City, or the Royal Albert Hall in London, or Red Rocks Amphitheater in Morrison, Colorado?
1: Oh my goodness. Hmm. Oh, uh, New York City. Yeah. Sure. Radio City Radio Music Hall. City, yeah.
0: I would, too. Cool I mean, question. I looked at them. I think the Red Rocks Amphitheater is pretty neat. And Royal Albert mm-hmm. Hall in London, because Adele played there. But I think the whole Radio City Music Hall. <laughs> you know, any of the above would okay, suit that's me true. fine. True, true enough. Okay, how about this one? Anybody in the world. And I, I would say, you know what? Past or present. So was those who even have passed away or okay. now. Your dream collaboration. Who would you love to play a song with, sing uh, okay. with? I think...
1: For sure, James Taylor. (laughs) That does not surprise me. And how come? I love him. I just, I mean, I grew up with his music and I've, my whole life I've just loved his songs and his voice and, and I thought he was kind of losing his voice over the last decade. Anytime I saw him on TV, it was getting a bit weak and then I went to see him in London last month and he was stellar. He still has it and I just, I love him. Amazing. Yeah, that's a good one.
0: Okay. What about Brussels sprouts or liver and onions? You know what? I love both. <gasps> oh, you know what? I had a feeling when I wrote that question that you were to say something like that. I do. You really do. Liver and onions with lots of ketchup or just plain. Oh no,
1: ketchup. No, <gasps> I, lo- I I grew up having liver. I mean, I don't have it very often. Maybe once or twice a year I'll have it. But I, I love Brussels what? sprouts. They're one of my favorite vegetables. I, I had vegetables. a feeling. I was trying
0: to make yeah. it really. No, that's good. I for yeah. me, I would have picked Brussels. Brussels sprouts. Liver and onions have bad childhood memories when my mother would make it. Oh, yeah. And I put tons of ketchup to Ew. take the taste out. Yeah. But I don't think that helped. It's a texture thing. It is. Yeah, it, for it is sure. a texture thing. Okay, so both. Yeah. All right. Favorite moment or highlight in your musical career? So in your 35 years of performing, oh what would be would you say your favorite moment or highlight
1: you know i i mean i could pick out uh, you know times when i when i met celebrities or when i got to share the stage with famous people or whatever but you know i it's more of a simple thing that comes to mind mm-hmm. and one time when i was singing this afterwards this man came up to me and he just had tears streaming down his face this big burly man and he just said you know that that song that you performed that song saved my life," he said. "I had that recording, and I wanted to take my own life, and it was that song that, yeah. So you know, something like that really gives meaning to it. I could say, you know, when I was on this stage or that stage, or I got to sing with so and so, mm-hmm. and those are all sweet moments, and they're fun, and they're it's all gravy, right? It's all yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's the real connection with people yeah. that that means something to me.
0: I can tell that really drives you. That's something that's yeah, really important, absolutely. value to you, eh? Yeah, that's not just about. Music for the sake of making music to make money and to get it to be a name, yeah. but it's actually to make a difference and change lives. Yeah, I can absolutely. see that all over you. Uh, well, we'll talk about that in a bit, because I think that's cool. a really special part of who you are. All right. Favorite song? It can be Christian, it can be not Christian, or whatever oh. people say
1: mainstream or whatnot, and why? I have so I know. many favorites. Okay, well, the I think my... I love Bonnie Raitt. Mm-hmm. She's like a great blues um, roots singer. And she had a song, I don't know, I guess it was back in the 80s or 90s called I Can't Make You Love Me. Do you know that song? I actually I do. And I just think it's one of the most beautifully written and performed songs ever. It just has everything about it is perfect. And so, you know, I'll often go to that song when I want to have a huge impact, like when I want one of my own songs to really work. Mm-hmm. I study that song. So, yeah, it's just. It's powerful, emotional, and beautifully performed. Would you love to play with her? Oh yeah,
0: yes, <laughs> Bonnie, if you're listening, <laughs> Ali. <laughs> Next collaboration with James Taylor. <laughs> yes. Oh, Bonnie and James. <laughs> Could okay. you imagine that trio would work for me? Yeah. <laughs> All right. How about the hardest part of being a woman? Because you you, oh. you exude this like strength. It's it's neat. You have a really uniqueness about you. Because there's this softness about mm. you, but you also have this very, the strength and resiliency about you. Like, even when you walk in the room, I, I, you can feel it. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's funny, because that, I, I don't always feel that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I feel like I'm just figuring stuff out yeah. as I go along. I love being a woman, and I, the older I get, the more I realize how how incredible women are, and I value my, my tribe, my sisterhood, yeah. you know. For me, I don't know, I think if you're a mother, for me, being a mother was life-changing and is always continually life-changing and uh has just really given my life really special meaning so probably would have something to do with my kids yeah yeah yeah
0: so that's the hardest oh the hardest yeah well they said the best oh maybe i did okay okay so the best wait let's so maybe we'll do the hardest so the best is being a mom yeah. Is what you're saying and mm-hmm. having with your kids yeah. I think so for me yeah. and your daughter because I, I
1: see the pictures on Facebook yes. she's gorgeous she's amazing she's just graduated from Hillsong oh really so College. I was going to say she's she an artist She two? she is she is but she just wants to do like pastoral leadership of any kind and uh, yeah that's she, she's got a huge heart for God and uh, yeah awesome an amazing girl so, so that's best okay so hardest let's say hardest part
0: um, because sometimes, yeah, I could yeah,
1: I hard, think hard, it's hard just hard that we have to work so hard to always be, you know, perceived as as being on top of things. You like mean I mean, that. guys don't have to put makeup on; they don't. Have to, <laughs> they don't it's have to. True. You know, we just I feel like we have to do so much extra stuff just to prove our worth or yeah. our you know our place or depending you know whatever your job may be. It just like takes a lot of extra effort as a woman. And that's, I mean, I I know things have changed. Times have changed. And it is a lot better. Yeah. But I still feel that. Every once in a while I'll think, you know, when I'm working with different musicians, different guys, and they don't have to think about what they're wearing or how they're, you know, how they're putting themselves out there. Yes, yeah, I
0: get it. Yeah. And And there's so much. And then you have the added of how, I mean, for me, like how other women perceive you, how to not be too, you want to be assertive but not aggressive. Exactly. And when you are a strong woman, it's like, oh, the balance of like, when I'm too aggressive then they think I'm, you know, yeah. and then, but you want to be assertive to make sure that your voice is heard, but then you want to be kind and compassionate, but you don't want to be walked over. Like, I'm, I'm telling you, it's like this crazy constant... I'm thinking through these and managing all these like emotions and weight, right? I know. You know, I know. Or like, awesome. I mean, I've
1: battled my weight for years, and if, if I'm up ten pounds, it's like, oh, something's wrong with her. Oh, she's falling apart. Her life's a mess. Yeah. Wait a minute. It's just you know, like, okay, I, I need to I'm get back be, on the treadmill. Yeah, I know, so. and I'm feeling good. I'm eating lots
0: of yummy food. <laughs> Those carbs, because yeah, I'm exactly. I'm not more sweet. I'm more like savory. So give me carbs and yeah, pasta and, ch- yeah, oh, pass and cheese. Yeah. People are like maybe maybe just gave a bread and pasta and cheese meal, and I'm like. Because I can give up chocolate and pie. Like I can actually give up sweets. Like I'm. Yeah. I can. I like chocolate, but it's not. But man, that pasta yeah. and that cheese. And I'm bread. exactly the
1: same. Cheese. I love. I love it. cheese. When people
0: give up cheese, I'm like, what? Yeah. Like sprinkling it on the pasta. Yes.
1: The idea is that you're supposed to think of it as a garnish. That's what I was told. No. It's not like a part of. See, your mine meal. is it's always a, a part of. Like half and half. <laughs> I'm like people.
0: Are like, do you want cheese? I'm like, yeah. And more. They'll do a little sprinkle. Yeah, no, no, no. We're talking real (laughs) cheese, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's totally true. All right. What would you say, mission statement of your life, or values that you would say you try to live by? Mm.
1: Wow. Well, you know, I've really, I've learned in, especially in doing music, the incredible connection that you can make with people. In order to do that, I think you have to be authentic, you have to be transparent, and you have to have grace for everyone. Mm -hmm. Mercy and grace. And... And just accept people as they are, and you know, you know that to me is. I try not judge anybody. Yeah. I do not know what they've been through. I don't know what you know. I just uh, love it, like loving without judgment, and uh, mm. and connecting with people on whatever level. That's that's what I long to do, and that's what really fulfills yeah. me in my my work. Well, it's a good
0: segue into cause my last question. Is sort of like this rapid fire. Is you know, what would you tell the next generation? as far as being a storyteller and Mm -hmm. musician. Because I think there's a responsibility as musicians musician on on the words and the songs you give to the world. And and people are like, what? I was like, no, but I really, just as a speaker, I'm very aware that as I speak, um, what I share gives weight, and there's a responsibility of what I say. And that's why sometimes when I go up and speak on a stage, I actually, as much as I'm an extrovert and I've been speaking for 22 years, there's this gravity of the responsibility of what I'm going to do right now yeah. as I step onto stage. I'm like, and now I'm going to speak. Yes. Am I doing what I'm saying? <laughs> do I believe what I'm saying? What I share, is it true? Is it, is it going to be offer goodness to the world? And there are moments I stand on stage, Allie, and I'm like, oh my goodness. Wow. Like yeah. there are moments while I'm speaking, I'm looking at across, you know, the
1: sea of people. I'm like,
0: this is big which I, I yeah. feel
1: that you would probably feel as well I totally do and, like I look out at them and I tell them I'm looking out at you and you're looking at me and we don't know one another and yet I for some reason have this privilege of having your full attention right now yes. and <laughs> so I always say I don't want to give them fluff you know I yes. want to give them something with meat
2: yeah.
1: on it and uh, and that I don't want to take for granted you know and, and I think if, what, thinking of the next generation I think of I mean it, it, there's a lot of hope there there's a lot of w- you know, there's a lot of wonderful stuff with the next generation, but there can also be this entitled thing that they have where, yeah. you know, so I would encourage them to just not take themselves too seriously, but to not take for granted opportunities oh, and to okay. be honest, yeah. to be transparent and to care, like to honestly care, like don't say something if you don't really care about yeah. it. Yeah. I think that's huge. Again, that's that whole part of responsibility of yeah.
0: our words and our music. Yeah. Yeah amazing let's start with you cuz all of the, you there's such wisdom in what you say so thinking back 35 years you know when you're a little girl did you ever did you want to be a musician a singer songwriter all oh, your life yeah. or what
1: yeah uh, yeah I, well i would say from the time i was maybe 11 like i was always in choirs and orchestras so i had a lot of music around mm-hmm. me all the time but i wasn't really a soloist i mean i would audition in these children's choirs for a solo part and i didn't I ha- have that voice and my friends would get the parts and everything but once i was i think i was about 11 or 12 when it was actually... I remember the song. It was Debbie Boone's You Light Up My, my Life. Life. Yeah. I, I, I saw know. her in concert
0: in the Philippines. Did you? With her da- oh, yeah. With Pat. It was Debbie Boone, Light Up, Light Up Your Life tour and Pat Boone was there too. That's amazing. And I still... That is one of my favorite songs.
1: But, you know, as a little girl, I would hear that on the radio and I remember being at camp with a bunch of girlfriends and I started singing that. My friends said... Wow, you have a you have a really beautiful voice. We didn't know you could sing like that, and I'm like I didn't know I could either. So I think from then on, in my preteens, you know, I picked up guitar at 13, and I just got you know I, I would listen to the radio, just top 40 radio, and it was Linda Ronstadt. Who I just I studied oh, how wow. she sang. Yeah. I wanted to sing just like her and. And then, you know, contemporary Christian music was starting to come in. So, of course, there was Amy Grant. And yeah. so I just really absorbed. I was a sponge. I absorbed it all. Wrote my first song when I was 14. Wow. It was really bad. <laughs> and I think that the first five or six songs I wrote were really bad. Yeah. I don't think I wrote a good one until my late 20s, to tell you the truth. Really, eh? Yeah. Because you have to live a little to have, have something to, to say, yeah. really. So yeah.
0: at 14, you're like, popsicles better. butterflies.
1: <laughs> Actually, it was or called was it- good old country music. <laughs>
0: Fourteen, you're like, yeah, I've been around the block
1: there. Got- oh. oh no, when I wrote one for an assignment, uh, do you remember the book, The Catcher in the Rye? Yes, um, I wrote a song about about Holden and his little sister, and I remember my teacher was like. That's amazing. And she gave me like A. Plus, and I'm just nice. like, all I did was write a song instead of write a paper. So, <laughs> well, hey, that extra. Now you've given
0: all these people ideas, exactly. all these kids. Like, well, if I just write songs and sing at the guitar, then maybe I don't have to do a full presentation. Exactly.
1: Oh, no, that was, I realized that. Okay, this Smart. is the ticket. This is the ticket. Yeah. yeah.
0: Where, I mean, again, your background as far as your own faith in Jesus, like, yeah. where did that come about? And how has it, your faith, you sort of helped you and sort of navigate yeah. your. Your musical career, like wow. as it has it been.
1: Well, well, how long do you have? Because <laughs> I could talk for hours here about well, this podcast. We could do an extended four hour. <laughs> well, you know, I have to say, I'm one of these people who's really blessed at a very, very young age. I can remember knowing that Jesus walked with me. Hmm. I can remember, I, I mean, I grew up in church, so I, I mean, I don't, I'm not one of those people who has this date where, you know, I, I it was like this was my. Salvation Day. I can remember sitting in church and just and feeling the presence of God and knowing that this was this was who I am, that I was a child of God. That has never left me. The amazing thing is it has never left me. Now I have gone through so many ups and downs where I could say to you, like I remember a few years back I was very, very ill and I was in the hospital for a month and I was in terrible pain and I was close to death. Um, yeah, it was, I, I had, um, a terrible, I had bowel issues my whole childhood. And then I had this awful, I had to have emergency surgery and everything Mm. went wrong. And it was, I was very, very ill and in so much pain. And I kept thinking, okay, this is what I'm supposed to feel that God is holding my hand and saying everything's okay. And I didn't feel that, but you know, and it took a year to recover from that and, Mm. and after that, I looked back and I thought, you know, it's like that footprints in the sand thing. Mm-hmm. Those were the times when maybe I didn't feel God, but He was carrying me. Yeah. And so I've always known that. I've always felt that. I've been so fortunate, and and even going through deep dark times, I've gone through broken relationships. That it's you know, you just feel like you're at the end, but I never lose sight of the fact that that God's grace is um, so powerful and ever present, and it, it doesn't go away. It doesn't go away no matter what I go through, no matter how sh- ashamed I feel or how miserable I feel or how depressed I feel, even if I can't quite grasp him at that moment, mm-hmm. I know that he hasn't left. Yeah. and I'll, I'll I'll get him back soon. it's It's me who needs to climb back out of the hole that I'm in. Yeah. And so, yeah, I've been really fortunate that way. The, in the last couple of years, I think i've I've felt God's grace more than I ever have in my life before yeah. it's just amazing me too
0: yeah it's interesting because I think you know for some and, and I don't say this in any hoity-toity way but you know I've had a lot of friends say to me you know I, I never feel him or or you know I I mm. struggle with really knowing him and knowing his presence that he's there Yeah. and for me it's never for me personally it's never been a struggle Allie yeah. like I've always been like he's there Yeah. and then they're like well when you went through your own broken relationships and things Melinda did you blame God I'm like no, because it was actually my free will choice of how things went down. Yeah. Oh, so it was a funny thing. I, I, I've i had a very honest relationship with God, yeah. and I've always known he was there and never really doubted it, which is an interesting thing because so many people are like, but I do all the time. I'm like, I know, and it's funny because I never have. Like when, Even when I went through depression or other things, I it was dark, but I still felt his presence. Absolutely. So it's kind of a thing I'm like, no, I, and I've always had this childlike faith of him, like that he mm-hmm. was there, he was always with me. Mm-hmm. And even though I ran away, I always knew he was there. So yeah. it's a funny so people are like, Oh <laughs> I said, I know. so when they try to have those conversations where they're like all angsty and they wanna get into like God's not there and where is yeah. he? I'm like sorry guys, yeah. I I know it sounds crazy, but I've never had I've never I've never doubted his Presence or him not yeah. being there. I'm exactly the same. Yeah, yeah right. It's yeah. been a,
1: it's been an interesting thing in my own you know journey. I mean, there have been times where I haven't, I certainly haven't been walking with him, but I I never doubted that he was he was there. He was just waiting. That he, he wasn't was... walking with you. Exactly. exactly.
0: It's not funny. It, it's yeah. And I think
1: that t- at too, when I was in my,
0: you know, I always call it my prodigal girl daughter stage, yeah. and and walked away. It was never like a full walk. It was still like I was always never could go, yeah. this way, right. Um, but it was also <laughs> like. I knew he was there, even though I wasn't. Yeah, that's interesting. That's really so. So obviously, that must influence your writing and your songs.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I. It's interesting because I have always just wanted to write, what moves me, and you know, it's interesting that I kind of fell into the into the the gospel music or the Christian music genre. Um, It wasn't on purpose. I wasn't saying I'm going to, you know, evangelize through my music, or I'm going to write worship songs for the church. And I never had those. I was never compelled to do that. I wanted to write stories of things that I witnessed or things that I experienced or feelings that I had. So my songs are, they're all over the place. They're really, they're little little stories about people and, you know, doubts or questions that Mm -hmm. I have myself or and through all that, like, you know, even I'll have a whole album that doesn't doesn't have Jesus in it. There's yeah. no Jesus, in it. but people will say to me, "You you must have some kind of faith, right?" Because, I, and so, and I, I love that because I'm, I, you know, these songs are for everyone. That, that music is an amazing way to connect as human beings mm-hmm. through our shared experiences. And so, I want to reach as many people as I can. So, yeah, I absolutely. Uh, My faith informs my music. It's infused in Mm -hmm. all my music, no matter what I'm writing about or singing about. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Talk to me because this is something, as I, you know, the show's called Your Story with Melinda. When I speak, you know, even on my website, it's like being a storyteller. And essentially, that's what you are your storyteller. Absolutely. Tell me about that because I think the importance of good storytellers in our world is so needed. Yeah. You know, because there are so many, now we're in sound bites. We're in a generation where it's quick little sound bites, little YouTube things. You don't want to go over five minutes for a clip because nobody lasts that long. Yeah. Right? And we've lost the essence of storytelling, like the the thoughtfulness of sitting at a table and telling a story longer than five minutes. Yeah. Oh, you know, and and not necessarily always concluding it because then we're like, okay. Let's wrap it up. Conclusion, and that's within the church we do that. It's like let's wrap it up. Everything's great. Well, yeah. it's like no storytelling is this ongoing process and thought, and we we live it and relive it and experience it and question. Yes. You know, and I think I think that's a, that's an important art form that we can't
1: yeah lose. It's it's so interesting everything you've just said. Um, I the last song that I recorded on this album that's coming out uh, this summer uh, was a duet with Tim Neufeld. Yeah, and it's called Story, and. Essentially, it's about the fact that God is writing a story in my life, and his story's not done. That's a line in the song, you know, your story is not done. Um, I so agree with you about we need to honor one another's stories, mm-hmm. and I think that's so important. My last CD was called Tell Me a Story, and it really was about the idea of honoring uh Honoring the stories, the story of someone's life, whatever that may mean. You know, I I love that uh, in a lot of cultures, they'll. Uh, put a stone on a, on a grave just to mm. to kind of on and you can go to uh, in different African cultures and I know in the Jewish culture you you go to a grave and you'll see all these all these stones and it's mm. it's really someone has come and they've just taken a moment to honor the story of that of that person and there's something I powerful I know and I wrote about that in my last project and I think we can't dismiss that and we are so instant right everything is wrap it up and mm-hmm. ins- you know um but we need to to honor the ups and downs of someone's life and what what it means and tell those stories mm-hmm. and it's powerful it can be powerful yeah. if we allow it to be yeah.
0: how, do, how do you feel in that you know as you write you have the attention of these people like you said earlier yeah. you're sharing these truths or things that you believe are true what are you feeling sometimes on stage when you're like, wow, I'm sharing this and people are going to take it, receive it, change
1: their life? Like, yeah. what, what's
0: that moment for you? As it, an you know, it really is
1: incredible, and it, I have to re- sort of release it. It's out of my hands because that's where I know that I'm, I'm a vessel. Really, I yeah. am a vessel, and I, I mean, uh, that for a lot of times I, I stayed away from uh, leading worship, or I felt that that was a huge. Uh, responsibility was to to draw people into the presence of God and i thought you know i'm kind of i'm better at singing quirky little songs about things that i observe or things that i think and that way i connect with people and and i don't have this this huge obligation on my shoulders that i my it's my job to draw people into god's presence and so you know i take it really really seriously but it's important for me to to be authentic and that's i think why in a lot of my songs i can I can laugh at myself. Mm. I can, you know, I can I can sing about strange things in life and people <laughs> will connect. And I can see on their faces when I'm singing in the audience. I wrote a song once called Poised for a Fall and it was it was about, you know, being your your own biggest, you know, uh, fall, tripping over your own feet and trying to, you know, or being, you know, being poised for yet another fall, and how gracefully I stand poised for a fall. And I thought, no one is gonna, everyone's gonna think I'm crazy. No one's gonna get this song. Um, and people afterwards said, I know exactly how you feel. They would completely, they said yeah. that that song resonated with me so much. So that's what I hope for. I just hope to be honest and transparent, even if it's, if it's silly, if it's goofy, or if it's really serious. And I just allow, God to, you know, do whatever he will with those songs. Yeah. And okay. I can see on people's faces, music is powerful, you Yeah, know? But,
0: and that's life. Yeah. I love when people write about things that you're like, you know what? I, I relate to that. That's an everyday thing. It's yeah. not like this huge, magnificent moment that no one else has experienced. Because exactly. I think that's another issue. Like, there are moments you can sing about and you're like, okay, that's great. But when people start talking about love and loss and heartache and heartbreak yeah. and loneliness yeah. and... Funny things, you're like, yeah, that's me. Yeah. They've just put it more eloquently than I could yeah. say, but and then you sing along and you're like jam into it, and you're like, oh, you know, it's yeah. it's the same thing too. Like when I remember thinking for the first time it was, oh, you know, only Christian music had come out of Christian worship leaders, and then I went to my first U two concert and they sang, I waited patiently for the Lord, oh. and how long? And remember, you know, Bono walks off stage, and like thousands of people have their hands up, and I'm like, they're singing a a scripture. What? Like it it blew my mind in the in the way of being, you know, brought up as a Christian, like Christian here, mainstream secular here. Yeah. And then Bono rips it apart and we have our hands in the air and brother, sister, Christian, all in the stadium singing, how long to sing this song, right? How long? Yeah. And I'm like, <gasps> I'm bawling. Because yeah. it was like God hit me and said, see, music can transcend. My my words and truth can be sung from Bono and actually they're worshiping. Maybe they don't know it. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't know it yet. Yeah. But they're actually singing to me, the scripture, and I, it was crying because it was so beautiful, but I was also crying, like God shook me up on that, Mm -hmm. about, about music and about what he, and how he uses people. Oh,
1: absolutely. You know, I was just like, (sighs) you know, I think art has this incredible power and we, we do tend to, we put God in a box and we say, no, this is what it looks like. If it's for God, it has to look like this. And yet he's so much bigger than Than we know, and we uh, we can we underestimate what how God will work in broken human beings. You know, absolutely
2: powerful.
0: Yeah, Allie, I could talk to you for three hours. So you need to come back. You definitely need to come back. What you're a wonderful woman, really inspirational. And I think for anybody listening or watching, I mean, what you've said about Next Generation, about being authentic, you know, not taking being a storyteller, you know, for granted, but having that responsibility is, mm. is such a good reminder. So thank you for being with me. You're so welcome. All right. Thank you. Thanks.
2: There's nowhere to go but up Lucinda, she ran out of luck. Draws her portion from an empty cup. Oh, There's no time to lose but now So she will find a way somehow She'll keep those little ones so safe and sound Oh, well, there's no time to lose but now Seven children, seven mouths to feed Oh, but seven times the love will fill singing voices rise up to the hills from lucinda's house lucinda's house the winter red upon their cheeks and the rain came down for seven weeks still she sings a lullaby so sweet oh with the winter red Is a bird with wings. Lucinda taught them many things. Well, you can soar no matter what life brings. Oh, well, each one is a bird with wings. Seven children, seven mouths to feed. Yeah, but seven times the love will fill the need. Singing voices rise up to the hills From Lucinda's house Lucinda's house Oh, she won't give up without a fight And hope, yeah, hope is her companion in the night And when she sees that love Reflecting in their eyes It's a mother's joy mother's pride. Whoa, whoa. To get the full
0: performance of Lucinda's House by Ali Matthews, go on Faith Strong today's YouTube channel or if you're watching this right now, click the link at the end of this episode. Thanks for listening to Your Story with Melinda, an exclusive presentation of faithstrongtoday.com. Listen to past episodes by subscribing to our podcast on iTunes and join the conversation with Faith Strong Today on Facebook.